is coming up now on Established in the Faith. God did not save you so you can sit on your blessed assurance on Sunday morning. But God saved you and filled you with His Spirit so that you could get that anointing in your life to go out and tell others about Jesus Christ. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. If you have your Bibles this morning, turn with me, please, to the Gospel according to St. Luke. Luke chapter 4, move down, if you will, to verse 16. Luke chapter 4. Verse 16, And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah, and when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. Now, the place where he found was actually Isaiah chapter 61 and verse 1. And this passage lays out a seven-fold purpose for which Christ came into the world, and it addresses every issue of the human heart. Now let's take a look at verse 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, that is number one. Number two, because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Number three, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Number four, to preach deliverance to the captives. Number five, recovering of sight to the blind. Number six, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Number seven, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. These are the sevenfold purpose for which Christ came into the world, and like I said, they address the issues of the human heart. And the Bible says that when he got done reading, he closed the book, gave it again to the minister, and sat down, and the eyes of them all that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. Today I want to take a look at the anointed preaching of the gospel and how it addresses the issues of mankind. The anointed preaching of the gospel. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for His help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank You for every person that is under the sound of my voice right now. Lord, You have brought them here. Lord, You have brought them across this radio station. Lord, I just ask for Your anointing today. Lord, as we attempt to study and look at the anointing 
I pray, Lord, that they will not only learn about the anointing today, but, Lord, they will experience your anointing today through this message. Lord, I dare not embark upon this message today without asking for the anointing of your Spirit. And, Lord, I pray for that anointing to rest upon your people, that they may hear and receive of your word, may needs be met today. May we all be drawn closer to you. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. And amen. God's way has always been through and by the preaching of His Word. In Old Testament times, when Israel would go astray, God would call a prophet and anoint him with the Holy Spirit, give him a message of righteousness, give him the boldness to stand before Israel and to deliver that message and many times there was opposition to the message but God would give that prophet the anointing to stand in the face of opposition and to give forth that word and many times it would include something that would take place in the not too distant future and like I said God has always dealt with his people through and by the preaching of his word, and that has not changed. Dana, if you will, go to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, I want you to notice there, and he gave. It is God that does the giving. Because if anybody knows what the problems are and what the church needs, God does. And God does the giving. God does the calling. Preaching is not a line of work in which you decide to go into so that you can make a living. It is not for you who are graduating to up and say, oh, well, I'm just going to make a career because all the preacher does is just stand up there and talk for 30 minutes on a Sunday morning, and that seems to be like an easy job. Let me tell you something, folks. Preaching is not an easy job. And some of you preachers listening to me right now, you're going to say amen when I say this, but some churches will work you to death and not even come to your funeral. Preaching is a god called position and if God has not called you to preach do yourself a favor do that church a favor sit down and shut up he gave God does the calling he calls some apostles prophets evangelists and pastors. All of these are preaching positions in which the Word of God is proclaimed, which means at times it's going to get a little loud. And I want you to notice this too. And teachers. Teachers is all included in this too. Now, a teacher explains the Word of God, whereas a preacher will proclaim the Word of God. 
but all of it's important. And God has given it to the church. And I want you to look right here in verse 12 what he said. It's for the perfecting of the saints. That simply means for the maturing of the saints. Because you can listen to me seven days a week, and some of you do. God bless you. But you ain't going to be perfect. So it's not perfect as you think of the word perfect. It simply means to bring you to a state of maturity. Now I want you to notice this next portion here. It says, for the work of the ministry. Now those of you who think that you hire a preacher and he's supposed to do everything... He's supposed to do everything from cutting the grass to weed eating to blowing off the sidewalks to painting the church, replacing shingles that blow off and replacing vinyl that may blow off and repairing the air conditioning and light bulbs and everything else that goes wrong in the church. And if somebody gets sick, he's supposed to go visit them and he's supposed to do all of this, that, and the other. I want you to take a good look at this verse of Scripture. Let me read it to you for those who are listening by radio today. For the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry. God did not save you so you could sit on your blessed assurance on Sunday morning. But God saved you and filled you with His Spirit so that you could get that anointing in your life to go out and tell others about Jesus Christ. What is my job? Let's look at it. For the edifying of the body of Christ. There's my part. It is not my job to get on the internet and download a message and stand up here and read it to you on Sunday morning. It is my job to get on my face before God and give to you what He has given to me. And if it makes you mad, honey, it just has to make you mad. Sometimes He wakes me up at 3 o'clock in the morning and He said, Here's what you, you bear down on this right here. But that's what the anointing of the Holy Spirit will do. And sometimes as a preacher you have to address things that are a little bit sticky and a little bit prickly. It's like an old cactus that I got into as a little boy. Weed eating at my grandmama's house. Got into that thing, boy, it threw them little thorny things all over me. And as a preacher of the Word of God, there are going to be times when you have to deal with some things that are thorny. And it's going to hurt going to irritate I can't help that for the edifying of the body of Christ till we all come in the unity of the faith when Paul used that term the faith without exception he was always referring to Jesus Christ and what he did for us at the cross and of the knowledge of the Son of God that pertains to Jesus Christ, who He is, and everything that He had to do for us. Unto a perfect man, unto the measure and the stature and fullness of Christ. I want you 
who sit under the sound of my voice, I want you to come to a state of maturity in your Christian walk. But I also want you to understand that does not mean that you are going to be perfect and that you are never going to fall or fail the Lord. That simply means that when you fall and when you fail the Lord, you get back up. Oh, y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying today. When you fail, you get back up because faith always gets back up. You don't let that failure keep you down. All right. I wanted to share that with you so we'd all be on the same page. Now, when God calls someone to preach... It always comes with an anointing. If God has called you to preach, you won't be happy doing anything else. Jeremiah. Dana, if you will, go to Jeremiah 20, verse 9. He preached, and there was so much opposition. He took so much abuse in his ministry that at a point in time, he gave up and said, I ain't going to preach no more. He said, Jeremiah 20, verse 9, I will not make mention of him nor speak any more in his name. But his word was in my heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones, and I was weary with forbearing, and I could not stay. If God's called you to preach, there's a fire in your bones, and you can't stop. And you will not be happy doing anything else. That is the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon your life. That anointing was upon Jesus Christ. And he said in this of which I just read to you, Luke 4 verse 18, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Jesus Christ is God. And if Jesus needed the anointing of the Holy Spirit to preach, where in the world does that leave us? We got to have it. Now, what is the anointing? What is the anointing of the Holy Spirit? You see, Many times we all get caught up in style. And we say the anointing is when the preacher gets real loud. The anointing is when the preacher goes like this. Or the preacher does some high stepping like this. You know he's in the anointing when, he, when he's high stepping when the preacher goes like this and he's just shelling it down. And he's, let me tell you something. And I'm not making fun. But folks in Hollywood can do that. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Now I know I just made some folks mad and you ain't going to listen to me no more. But I'm just trying to tell you that 
just because a preacher has a certain style and acts a certain way and gets loud a little bit and he has eloquent speech, God loves you. And he gets all religious. Jesus is the bread of life. Is that the anointing? We get caught up on the externals. We miss out on what the anointing is. Now what is it? Let me deal with it. Two aspects of it. And I, I, I don't want to limit it to this because I've seen the anointing work in this particular area here for both the saved and the unsaved. But I'm just going to go this way to start with and the Lord's going to help me bring it back around to the Christian. But in order to understand the anointing, and, and Jesus said, the Lord, the Holy Spirit is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. The poor does not necessarily mean financial. It means poor in spirit. See, And every single human being is born separated from God. We're born spiritually dead. We are poor in spiritual things, see. And we're born with a sin nature. And the more we give in to that sin nature, the more sin is committed, it hardens the heart of the individual. And the only thing that's going to save them is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And there has to be an anointing in the message because the Bible tells us in Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27, latter half, he said, the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. The yoke of bondage is broken through and by the anointing of the Holy Spirit as it moves through whomever that preacher may be who is preaching it breaks through that hardness it breaks through that that bondage and that person is touched as God deals with their heart I'm talking about the unsaved but then at times there's some saved folks who are in bondage to things like some of you right now nodding off to sleep you had a big breakfast and a lot of activity been going on and you sitting here about to, about to nod off. There needs to be a little bit of anointing stirring. And what is that? The God the Holy Ghost knows how to take something and speak it to your heart and it meets a need in your life. A word is said and it, and it, and it hits home to you. All right, let me deal with this aspect of the anointing. In ancient times, 
shepherds were having a problem with the sheep dying. And for a while they did some research trying to figure out what was killing the sheep. And after a while they figured out what it was. It was lice and bugs getting in the wool of the sheep. And those bugs would work their way up to the head of the sheep. And they would bore into the ear and get down in the ear of the sheep and kill the sheep. So the shepherds would take oil and pour it on the sheep's head making the wool around the head slick so that when them bugs crawled up there to the head, they'd slide off on the ground. And they called it the anointing, anointing the sheep. What has that got to do with me, Brother James? Oh, it's got everything to do with you. I'm trying to tell you, you need to find out where the anointing is and get in it. Are you hearing me? You need to get your head into that anointing so that the bugs of this world will not get into your ear and cause you all kind of problems. Some of you need to get out of that dead mortuary of a church that you're in and find where the anointing is and get in it. Because it is life or death, spiritually speaking. Brother James, how do I know where the anointing's at? I'm going to tell you. Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. The gospel means good news. But for a wide section of Christianity today, good news means money. Money's coming. There's some preachers, all they preach about is money. Money this, money that. Money, 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 money. Money's coming. Heard a preacher the other day, he got all excited talking about money's coming. I'm like, it don't make no difference to me whether money's coming or not. Uncle Sam's going to be standing there to take half of it if it comes to me. The other half of it's going to pay for college. The other half of it's going to pay for a vehicle I don't own and a truck transmission that just went out. So money coming to me ain't going to do me much good, but I tell you one thing that's going to do me a world of good and it's going to do you a world of good. That is when Jesus Christ comes back on the silver clouds of glory with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up to meet Him in the air. That's good news. That's what we're to preach. The gospel of Jesus Christ. Who He is and what He did at Calvary's cross. Good news. 
Find a preacher that's preaching Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Get in that church. And if what he's preaching don't line up with this book, get out and go to another one. Paul said, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 17, For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 22, It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block and unto the Greeks it's foolishness the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor that answers man's problem today because there is no other answer there is no other solution other than Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And it takes that anointing to get through that bondage, to get to that heart that's been hardened. If the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601. Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. We have Sunday school every Sunday morning at 945 and worship service at 11, as well as prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday night at 730. Go to com and click on the events tab for gospel singings and other special services. That's right, Jules. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.